Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Oh, what a lovely way. What a lovely way to end the year. Three points for Tottenham and a loss for Arsenal. Like, couldn't couldn't be any better an afternoon, could it? Like, that's a that's a Bournemouth side that's resurgent. They've been in great form. They're brimming with confidence. Playing some really good football. Irolas, Iriola. He's got them playing some really nice stuff. They've spent a lot of money. They did have a big takeover in the summer. It's not really a fairy tale. They're a good side. They're a good side. I was very worried about this afternoon. But we've only gone and done it. And that's it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter anymore. Moving back up the table. More injuries than any of us can, you know, keep track of. And here we are. Still there. One point behind. One point behind the Arsenal, as Billy T pointed out on Twitter, the Arsenal who, what is it, their floor is everyone else's ceiling. One win in their last five. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, it's, it's miraculous, the, the fact we've managed to keep up here when, you know, We've just got no right to. We've got no right to be as close to the top of the table as we are, considering the amount of injuries we've had. The amount of really, not only just, it's not the quantity of injuries, it's the quality of them as well. The type of players we're missing as a result of this, and let's call it a crisis, you know. I've already been accused on Twitter this afternoon of succumbing to hyperbole. I mean, come on. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um... It's just stunning. It's absolutely, absolutely stunning to see Arsenal after... And look, I know I'm here to talk about Tottenham, but Arsenal's misfortune goes hand in hand with Tottenham's success. Look, we all know this. We don't need to justify this. Don't care about anyone saying this is a tin pot mentality. Arsenal last year with a historic, a historic bottling of the Premier League. The, the team, the club... The fan base that has the temerity to talk about Tottenham Hotspur being bottlers. Never, ever again do I want to hear that from any of them. After last season, this historic bottling, all records like revised after that, right? Historic bottling gave themselves a gold-trimmed kit. A gold-trimmed kit. You can imagine that was Arteta. No, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna commit to the gold trim kit because we are. We're it's this manifesting our destiny bullshit when he's not waving light bulbs around and drawing brains and hearts on whiteboards. Comes up with and excusing the reprehensible behaviour of his playing staff. He is coming up with all this shit, and you can imagine he's probably driven this a gold trimmed kit. That they've since turned into, what is their thing? Oh, actually, it's commemorative of 
the Invincibles or Highbury or some bullshit. We all know why you had a gold trim kit. And then you try to turn it into, well, it'll be all the sweeter when we win the league this year in our gold trim kit. And look at what they're doing. Pathetic. Same same afternoon that Tottenham Hotspur have gone and nobody's backed us to do it, gone and beaten Bournemouth, which sounds ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous to be so pumped after beating Bournemouth at home. But they're a good side. They're a good side and they were very good today. They didn't capitalise on their chances. Um, I've been sort of raving about Solanke. I put him in my fantasy team. You know, that's the mark of, uh, you know, the, the highest form of praise, right? I was sort of thinking all throughout this, he'd actually do very well in our team. He was so wasteful, man. Like, if I, I, I was sort of thinking about this. If, if I was watching him play for us and we were creating as many opportunities for him as Bournemouth did, I'd be absolutely raging, absolutely fuming with him. He was, you know, it was not good today. Um, one of the other good bits about this, obviously, that I'm, I've, I've completely brushed over here, this happy new year of Tottenham's victory, Arsenal's defeat, is the just absolutely no ITK, completely out of left field, what the fuck, Rodrigo Bentancur's return. Not was he not not sat on the bench. Oh, maybe maybe he'll get ten minutes at the end of the game. Starting the game, Rodrigo Bentancur. Happy Christmas. Santa has come late. Um, but we're all very happy about it. I mean, sensational. What uh, what an afternoon. I mean that that I've got to say the game was ugly. Felt like it was never going to end. But I don't care. You know, as soon as the final whistle's gone, we've got those three points. We shuffle back up the table a bit. I don't actually know if our position's changed at all. But still, mentally at least. A mental shuffle, right? I don't care. Game was tough, but we're running on fumes. You can see it. Sonny looks shattered. Sonny looks absolutely done, but didn't stop running. Gave it his best. Got a good goal out the back of it as well. A crucial goal at that. And if you consider he's maybe a bit of a yardstick of this, like they they are absolutely blowing out their asses. They've all put in a Herculean effort these past few weeks. Past couple of months, really nearly, right? Um, To still be in this position is, you know, credit to all of them. Come on. Like I know... I'll say it up front, right? I got a lot of pelters after the last one, me digging out Hoybier. Coming off the bench, and I've always, I've always, to be fair, I've always said he's all right coming off the bench. He, when Saar went off today, he allowed us to have another foothold in the game because we were, we were absolutely floundering. As soon as Saar went off, the game completely went to shit. We had no control over the game. Bentancur, you can tell he's not fully fit, couldn't do as much running as he normally would. Saar was doing a lot of the running for him. Bentancur was allowing, you know, he was sort of shielding, allowing Saar to do what he could do. But as soon as Saar went off, we went to shit. Skippy was not good when he came on. I didn't think anyway. And, you know, I'm a fierce advocate of Oliver Skip. I love him and all this type of thing. To be fair, we got a foothold back in the game as soon as Pierre Mahoybier came on. So... Hold my hands up to that one. But no, I don't, I don't hold my hands up to anything, right? No, I don't. I don't. I'm not, I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. Get rid of him. But still, when he comes off the bench, he usually does all right. It's just not starting games. Can't have him starting games. But look, don't want to go on about that. 
I just want to talk about Tottenham winning. What a glorious, just a great result. Because not even, not even, well, I guess it's the literal definition of pessimism, isn't it? But I didn't feel pessimistic going into this. I just thought we were going to lose. <laughs> but that, that pessimism to me would suggest I'm going into it thinking like, ah, Tottenham, we always lose. We're shit with this. I was just trying to be a bit realistic about it. Bournemouth were flying. Very, very good. We've got loads and loads of injuries. We had no idea Rodrigo Bentenko was going to be playing for us. And then, you know, lo and behold, we managed to uh, we managed to just get this one done. And we should be beat, like, with all due respect, all that bollocks, right? You know how we all have to, like, everyone, like, these days, right? These days, you can't say anything. No, but we always have to, like, pussyfoot around all these kind of things, right? It's like, you can't just... You know, people get all f- like funny if you just say we should be going into a game of battering Bournemouth. So we should be. We're, we're Tottenham fucking Hotspur, right? We should be absolutely walking all over these lot now. But but these days, if you say you should be walking all over Bournemouth, you get locked up and thrown in jail. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to ape Stuart Lee all uh, all thing. That's just such a typical thirty-something like you know thinks he's smarter than he is man thing to do isn't it oh i watch Stuart lee i do you watch Stuart lee do you yeah i watch Stuart lee i do oh do you watch Stuart lee yeah i watch Stuart. that's yeah never mind um fuck fuck what am i going on about happy new year new year's eve Let's get on it, eh? Um, I, I'm not. I'm not actually drinking at the moment, but I can get on it with joy. There we go. Um, board games, more eating, all that type of muck that I'm doing this evening. Having a family one. Didn't get to see my family on Christmas again. We're not here to listen to talk about that anyway, are we? Um, good one. Good one. I've managed to go ten minutes just blabber mouthing about not actual football at all let's see what a few people have said um conor mummery hair looks glorious sun title charge is on thank you con dog <laughs> um just wild rodrigo bentancur what a player what a lovely surprise i mean he is unbelievable who was it somebody said um i'm not sure who it was somebody it might have been that What's his name? That coach lad, Harry Brooks or something. He said that Rodrigo Mentenko needs to be considered Tottenham's best player. I don't I don't know if he's incorrect, really, right? He said a few others. I think he said like Madison. I'm pretty sure it was Harry Brooks. I can't remember if it was him or that invert the wing person. But he was saying it's either Bentenko, Madison, Romero, a couple of others, Sonny. Um... I think there's something about Bentancourt, right? And I will talk about the players individually a lot more at the end, but just while we're sort of speaking anecdotally. Um, I do find with Bentancourt, there's something about him that I haven't felt really since we had Ledley King. In the respect that, like, whenever... If you're old enough to remember, and anyone who is will know exactly what I'm talking about, it would be always like 50-50 whether or not Ledley would be starting games for us. And we'd all be sort of huddled around a phone in like, you know, a pub garden outside the ground or something like that, 
when you know reception was only 3g and you could barely get it when there were loads of people about right and you would just be waiting for the team lineup to drop and you would just hear somebody like maybe the other side of the pub just be like ledley starting and everyone would just be like yes there was just that feeling of just like instant relief of like a game that because Tottenham back then it was always it was always a crap shot whether we won lost or draw there was never really any sort of like you know rhyme or reason to us we just sort of existed we played football and it was a bit of a laugh right but when I think Ledley was probably like one of those players that you just kind of thought when he was on the team we might not lose today actually we might like we actually might not because he's so good and Bentancourt, I just find he has a similar aura. There's, there's something about him that when he does start for Spurs, when he is playing for us, I suddenly feel just like, I feel more assured. I feel just a bit safer. I feel tucked up in a duvet of just Tottenham bliss. I don't know. It's a shit metaphor, isn't it? But he's just, he's 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 a brilliant player. He brings such a sort of level of calm to to the midfield and just to our overall play. And he's just, he's got such an authority, such a presence like there that it's a, like, I don't know, like I say, it's a bit Ledley King-ish. There's a, and he's sort of got a similar sort of frame to Ledley. The way he sort of like glides around the pitch is actually quite, is reminiscent in some ways. But in the same way, he's just got this kind of, especially when he's on the ball um, and when he's sort of roaming around the midfield, he's he's got this like, authority to him this kind of for want of a better expression big dick energy like Musa Dembele had where they just know they're good like they they don't ever seem to be worried about like Oof, you know big game today I, I, I'm i gonna disappear into my own head a bit I'm facing up against whoever do you know what I mean Kevin De Bruyne or this or that like I've got to be on my guard like I, I always feel like Bentenko like Musa Dembele did they always sort of went into a game as in like they're playing against me like I'm here, and they have to they have to compete with me, um, and it, I I just think that that sort of bleeds that aura that he has bleeds into the rest of the team, bleeds into the players around him. Um, you saw the you saw the photo that Spurs dropped um, before kickoff when everyone was suddenly like, does this mean what we think it means? And you just see the lads; they're all just like in awe of Bentank Bentanker in the middle, just like cool as you like in this sort of like puffer jacket walking along the sidelines and you can tell the rest of the lads are just like that's big brother like that's 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 the guy like that's him um yeah there you go there's there's just as wild i hope uh me riffing on your love of rodrigo bentenko there was uh was good um Juan hodges massive for bentenko to come through unscathed 55 minutes under the belt Yes, yes, yes. Agree with that, mate. Agree with that, big time. Um, Newman, come on, you Spurs. I love you, Jack. I love you too, mate. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Tim Eaton, yes, Jack. Gold trim kit, mega fucking lols. Very much agree. Very much agree. Um, look, this is... Uh, oh, it's just a lot of people very, very happy here. Very happy, I'm just saying. Um, Mark Curran's not so happy. He says... Sell skip in January. Um, with a, he's done a little okay, which some I, I know some people say it's got uh, dodgy connotations, but I don't. I, you know, he's saying okay. In this instance, I would say, um, oh Whitefoot, 
um, says bigger need for Gallagher now. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that one. I'm, I'm not as keen on Conor Gallagher as, as a few people are, but you know, whatever, whatever, you know, let them, they've Spurs have recruited well for the past few years. So let them, let them do it. Right. Let them choose. Okay. Um, Tony Stark says, anyone else feel, God, some of these are just young boys when Villiers went off in tears. Exactly that, mate. Exactly that. Like, Charlotte and I, when we were watching it, we were just like, at the end of the day, right, he's he's a little boy, isn't he? Like, he's he's halfway across the world. He's, he's probably absolutely gassed because he scored a goal last week. He's thinking like, right, I'm going to get more of a run now. Sonny's off to the, Sonny's off to the Asia Cup. Um... There'll be more opportunities for me here unless, you know, Spurs sign somebody. And then he's gone and, oh, I reckon, done a hammy, do you think? It, it looked like a hammy. But he was so distraught. He was so distraught. And you think, it must be such a such a shitter to be that young, to probably be missing home a lot this time of year. To, I don't know, just to be in the hail, to be in the hail over here, having done your hammy. I don't know. I think, you know, it is what it is. I know, I know, like, look, Latin people are very, they're very emotional people, right? We are. I can, I can, I'm allowed to say this, all right? <laughs> but anyone's allowed to, I don't know. I'm not getting into that, right? Very emotional people, heart on the sleeve. Probably Veliz crying like that is, you know, a product of, of, culture and everything as much as it is a reflection of his actual kind of how upset he is at that point right it's it's probably a careful balance but yeah I, I agree with you like it, it was sad and I did think god he's he's just a little boy and it was nice I think for Ange to give him a nice hug and just like you know even if Ange was probably thinking bloody wimp do you know what I mean like um he uh, he gave him a nice big hug and all the, you know, I think Lo Celso and Bentenko were there to, you know, really sort of pick him up, give him a good one. And Saar as well, you know, Saar in tears might be, I don't know if that's going to be, it depends what, you know, what sort of injury he's got, but that could be his AFCON, um, which uh, I know we all have a moan about our players going, you know, halfway through the season and all this type of stuff. But on an individual level, Come on, it's it's such a it's such a privilege and such a joy for these lads to be representing their country, um, especially for a young lad like a, a lad as young as Saar, twenty one, to be playing in sort of you know I mean he did play in the World Cup, didn't he? Uh, not I don't think he was didn't don't think he played a massive part in the World Cup, but um, I think he was being tipped. I think you know a lot of people it seemed to be from Twitter and everything are all quite excited about. Um, Sarf on an international level and everything like that. I think he was kind of one that people are keeping an eye on. And if he is sort of, you know, going to miss that, I mean, it's a shame for him. Um, and it's always, do you know what? Because when people say, well, you know, if they if these players are going to be missing international football, that's good for Spurs. I'm not always sure that it is though, right? Because I, I do get the temptation and there is on a sort of like shitty, and I bet it's a shitty part of me, that thinks like, you know, when, when our sort of players can't make international football and they can't play in these friendlies or this or that. The big tournament's a bit different. I do feel bad for the players in the tournaments, but maybe more when it's like friendlies and things like that. I do kind of think, oh, well, it's good for Spurs, right? 
You know, it used to annoy me when Romero would go and just play in like friendlies for Argentina and stuff like that. I think, oh, come on, man. Like, you've been injured for months and months and months and now you're suddenly... Look, we don't need to go back there, but you know the point I'm making, right? Um, but there is that part of me that thinks... Is it that is it that good for Spurs though? If a player's morale is down, if they're sad about the fact they haven't managed to go and represent their country, if the fact that they're sort of coming back from injury and their whole focus is Spurs, and if Spurs, if their form at Spurs isn't that good, or if Spurs' form as a team isn't great, and they get kind of stuck in that mire, I think bigger picture wise, and the players get to go back to their sort of like their national team training camps, you know, link up with old friends, learn from other players, learn from like more, especially in the case of Saar, learn from more experienced international players to get that, I guess, to get that, that inspirational feeling of like, I want to be one of the leading men for my country. Like if they get that sort of within them, they bring that back to Spurs and they, they really kick on in every... I mean, I don't think Saar needs that. Saar's been absolutely sensational. But I'm just using him as an example to make a wider point in that I just... I think there's a, there's a careful balance between us as fans, which is, our, you know, it generally is our prerogative to want the best for our club, right? In an immediate sense. Each fixture, you know, is... As soon as we've won one, we're on to the next, Right. And what is it? Who is it? I think it might, I mean, it might have been Conte that said there's no as there's no fixture as important as the next fixture, right? Um, and it's true. And I know that, like in that immediate sense, we want everyone, all our best players available to us. But there is that little bit of me that thinks, like you know, you also want your players to be happy. You want them to feel like they're achieving something, that they have something to achieve in their careers, that they have goals, aspirations, aims and ambitions. And yeah, you know, it's hard for us to accept sometimes when it's not always, I want to win the league with Tottenham, right? But I think these things go hand in hand. Like, you know, I want to win the AFCON and then I want to come back and as a winner of that, absolutely smash it for Tottenham in the second half of the season. Not be kind of lamenting the fact that you didn't get to go out and play there. I don't know. Did, do you know what I mean? I'm sort of, I'm sort of going on a little bit um, about that one, but it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a glorious one, isn't it? It's a glorious one. Um, Tim Eaton um, says, "Was it you that said on Twitter, let's not get Gallagher and go for Gibbs White?" Totally agree with that. I can imagine him as an eight for Ange. <laughs> I really like Morgan Gibbs. Why? I thought the thing is, though, I thought Forrest had only spent because I was saying, look, if we're going to spend forty mil on Gallagher, why not offer fifty odd mil for Gibbs White? Because um, I thought they'd, I thought they'd signed him for twenty five or so, Nottingham Forest. But somebody somebody said to me on Twitter, and I know nobody lies on Twitter, that they signed him for about fifty mil. So that probably makes that one not very realistic. Um, Olise and Eze two of the big names as as generally are the case that got through back, thrown back to me as well um, I think Elise's Man City bound isn't he like you, you get that feeling about him Man City or maybe Chelsea do you know what I mean um, Eze people seem to have gone a bit more cold on him but I think he's quality 
Like I, I love the pair of them. I think they're absolutely unbelievable. Um, and you feel like they both go very well in this team. Would there be a bit of a conflict between Eze and Kulisevsky, maybe? Don't know. Do they sort of operate in similar positions, sort of either off the right or through the middle? I'm not so sure. Um, and I'm not so sure that Eze is better than Kulisevsky. I don't know. I'm, I, I, sort of different players in a way. Um, Eze may be a more, you know, I don't know. I wanted to say like maybe he's got a better end product, but I don't I don't even know if that's true. Um, but whatever, sign him. Um, Callum THFC says one point off the arse. and yeah, it's glorious, isn't it? For all the for all the shit we were seeing about them, about little old Tottenham, about Ange. Somebody called him. I've got to say one one insult of Ange that did actually make me laugh was <laughs> a song called A Mate Nonce, um, which amused me a bit. But they're one point off of us. And I mean, like last year, their excuse was, oh, well, you know, we would have won the league if Saliba wasn't out. But, you know, he's playing now, isn't he? He's playing now. Martin Odegaard dipped a little bit, hasn't he? Kai Havertz, do you know what? I'm going to say with them, just to go back about on them a bit. I kind of, I feel like the the biggest thing, the the biggest fuck up Arteta's made in this is binning off Shaka and bringing in Havertz. It it's, it's, it it feels it feels weird. Like Havertz, let's be honest, and yeah, you you can clip this up if he scores a winning goal at White Hart Lane later on in the season or whatever. Fine, you know. Havertz is shit, isn't he? Like, <laughs> he's shit. And it was it would seem really bizarre when they signed him for 80 mil or something, or however much. They spent a lot of money on him. Weird one, that. Declan Rice as well. Good player. No, Declan Rice is a good player. It was, it was nice to see him have a howler against West Ham, though. Um, it's quite funny, that, isn't it? Quite funny. Um, Arsenal for life says still below us. Yeah, but one point, mate. Like... You lot have been going on about how amazing you are, right? Like, absolutely, like, and you're one point. You, you've been going on about how brilliant you are and about how bad Tottenham are, but you're one point, one point above an injury-ravaged Tottenham Hotspur. And we are injury-ravaged, absolutely, massively so. Um, Luke Allen says, I couldn't resist dipping into Arsenal, <laughs> into Arsenal Reddit. Um, one, of the, one of the comments he's... he's pulled out here is Arteta promised us some bullshit five-year plan so if I'm not seeing the Prem title soon he can go there we go I mean it wasn't going to take long for that was it wasn't going to take long for that Um, especially with Unai Emery tearing up trees at Aston Villa doing absolutely unbelievably there right Um, Spurs Simpsons on my Eze stuff Eze has only just signed a new contract, um, plus he's injury prone. Um, but that is our remit. That is our remit, mate. That is our remit. Um, but if he has signed a new contract, yeah, he would uh, He would cost a lot of money, wouldn't he? He would cost a lot of money. Look. <sighs> yes. Just a good win. Good win. Very good win. Very good win. 
Words fail me at the moment, but just delighted with that. Absolutely delighted with that. Um, delighted with with Tottenham's win also. I was talking about Fulham's there. <laughs> oh, very funny. Right, um, should I do the players? Let's do the players. Let's do it. Go on. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Giuliano uh, Vicario. Didn't have a lot to do today, really, did he? But again, what he always does well, he does well. Um, probably apt an apt point to have a nod to Hugo Lloris, who I think I, I think his his closing words to to Tottenham today were pretty poignant. In that it's only the the player Hugo Lloris that's left, not the man, because I'll always be a Spurs man. And I thought, oh, you know what? Because. Look, I'm good. Look, it's it's probably not the time to say it, but like, I I've never been in love with Hugo Lloris, right? I've always found him a bit of a cold character in a way. I've I've always appreciated him as a as a player. I think he's a sensational shot stopper. Um, but I've never I've never really loved him. And then I think I guess seeing these sort of closing monologue like montages and just that, that those last little words from him, I thought. All right, fair enough. I think that that has got me a bit. Maybe I've internalised a little bit of this. Um, an end of an era, at least. Um, so, you know, farewell, Hugo. But we are in a eh? good hands now. A eh? right, tis the season for a good old cracker joke, isn't it? But yeah, um, we're in safe hands with Vicario, who. Yeah, just looks sensational. Um, I can't really think about whether or not he did much wrong or right today. Uh, Royale, like Emerson, kept playing all manner of like horrible, horrible short back passes to him, um, which he was dealing with, and you could tell he was getting so pissed off about, like so pissed off about. Um, but uh, yeah, he 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 still managed to deal with it because he's he's class, isn't he? He's really really good. Emerson Royale. This sounds this sounds almost ridiculous to say. I almost feel like, in some ways, he was worse today than he was the other evening. Um, I felt like he was a bit more erratic tonight. I feel like so the, the way I'll qualify this is, is that. I feel that against um, Brighton, he was just kind of getting shown up for not being 
a natural centre-back for not being an amazing centre-back or an amazing defender at that, but was still kind of sort of trying to put in a performance. I felt like today, like I say, I just felt like he was quite erratic. I felt like he kept doing things, like I say, these sort of like really under-hit back passes to Vicario, to sort of dwelling in possession in sort of dangerous areas of the pitch, not really kind of monitoring who he was marking, not really, almost like he was just a sort of like a, a training cone of sorts. Like I just, it, I just didn't, I didn't think it was a good performance from him today. Um, and I still caveat all this by saying that, you know, as Anne just said, he has stepped up and he's done a job in a position that he's not comfortable or familiar with and fair play to him for that. The only point I'm trying to make is that I weirdly almost think he was worse today than he was against Brighton in some ways. Um, so that's that really. Um, ben Davis, I thought was really good today, actually. I thought it was a really good performance from him. Um, I don't really know if he was called on to do much. Um, but I think he kind of, I think he he tracked Solanke well a couple of times. Um, and I've, yeah, I just think it was. It, I think it was a standard kind of solid Ben Davis performance. Um, Pedro Porro, just you know, he's brilliant, isn't he? I think he he helped out Royale a lot, and the way he gets down the wing, the way he kind of, I, I think he kept taking on. I'm not sure who it was that was playing for Bournemouth, but he kept beating somebody. He's a lovely player, lovely, lovely player. Um, similar with Destiny, a doggy who I was a bit worried to see pulling up at one point hopefully that isn't going to be again one of these type of injuries like with Romero where we hear after the match that he's got some because it looked like a hammy maybe I think it was with a doggy but he, he got up carried on didn't he um so you know maybe maybe just a bit of cramp because that's what that's what they were speculating about sorry my throat's very dry um speculating about on the television I don't think like I don't think it, the thing is the thing is about right about this is is like you say something and people think that you're making some like point about the player in general. I'm just sort of saying about this afternoon that I didn't I didn't feel like it was a a vintage doggy performance, right? If I'm honest, but I think he was good at what he what he did and he is babysitting really, especially like. It's it's not and it's not even like a dig at Royal and Davis as individuals. It's them together, like that defensive unit with just those two needs extra care and attention from Poro and a doggy, and and that does affect their game respectively, like both of them. Um, so you know, I just kind of think that's you know the way I would look at it. Um, Pape Matasar, I just I love him, man. I love him. I'm so gutted to see him go off. Lovely finish. He's just got ugh, the legs on him, man. Like I say, like the, the the way in which he manages to sort of carry the ball forwards, but not only that, when we're out of possession, the way he gets back to break up, break up opposition kind of counter-attacks, break up opposition play, passages of play, all of it. He's just, I think he's a, I think he's a brilliant young player. He showed today playing alongside Ben Tancourt, how much better he is and then versus like the Brighton game when I think he started to come under a bit of flack um, for, you know, people saying he can't deal with presses and all that. I, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree that 
Pape Matassar can't handle a press. I think he can. I think he's a, a. I just, it's 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 mad to me to think he's twenty one years old. Um, I I do really. I wonder what his ceiling is because he's such a, he's such a brilliant player. Um, I, I, he's. I said on Twitter, and I I do agree with this. I think he. I do agree with myself. Yeah. Um, bigger me. He. Uh, I think he's one of the best young players I think I've ever seen sort of step up at Spurs. I, I really do. I think the, the sort of the, the the calm authority that he plays with, he has no right to have that at 21 years old. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just, he's he's sensational. Um, backs himself. I love how ballsy he is with his passing. Um, I love how direct he is when he is, you know, in possession of a football, always looking for forward passes, always looking to move into space in an advanced position. He's brilliant. He's he's brilliant. I think he's I think he's sensational. Um I really do love him. He's he's one of my favourite players, honestly. Um and look, Luke Allen says we're look, it's great to have Benton Kerr back, but I think we'll really miss Sar over the next few games. And I do, yeah, I agree. Um hundred percent. Deuces Wild says the eventual Madison Bentancur Saar midfield is going to be sensational. Y- yeah, I mean that's it's mad, isn't it? It's mad um, that you know Basuma might actually be the, the 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 casualty. Is that is that what we're saying? I don't know. Um, might be the player that sort of steps aside for that, but sensational. Rodrigo Bentancur, you know, I was waxing lyrical about him at the top. Just lovely to have him back. What a presence. Um, a lovely footballer. Just great. Good, smart time to bring him off. You could tell he's not fully fit. You could tell he, like, he doesn't fully have the legs there yet. But the fact he's back, the fact he's managed 58 minutes, sensational. Giovanni Lo Celso, mixed bag for him today, I thought. Um... Obviously have to shout out his amazing assist. Um, absolutely sensational at a very, very important time for us as well. So he deserves that. I, I do like his marauding runs. I've always said that of him. They remind me weirdly of Gareth Bale when he gets on the ball and he's got a bit of space ahead of him. The way he can just kind of gallop into space with the ball. Um I think considering we're always very quick to dig out Brian Hill for his lack of physicality, I find it's like, I do think the gets away with that a little bit. Um, I, 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 maybe I just noticed it more today, um, but it felt like he, he, he got knocked off the ball very easily, quite a lot in this game. Um, and I don't know if that was partly him just, you know, exercising a few dark arts trying to trying to go down get as a you know a few whatever free kicks in important positions and all that type of thing at various different times um but yeah i do i do think he i do think he took a tumble a few too many times a bit too easily but look for the most part i think he was very good i think he kept the ball moving around very nicely he the way he sort of knocks the ball about is always very clean always very crisp technically very gifted footballer um again like i say the assist was 
sensational. So, you know, fair play to him. And he gave and he gave Villiers a nice big cuddle when he came off the pitch. So props to that. Sonny, um Son Min. Lovely goal, lovely finish. Probably wasted a couple of I'd say at least two golden opportunities before he got that goal, which is somewhat surprising from him. Um but I think my main sort of observation about today is he never stopped trying, but he looks knackered, man. He looks... I don't know if he's carrying a bit of an injury or if he's just fatigued. I think we sort of, you know, people have been sort of speculating about his ankles and stuff being taped up and all that type of thing. I saw this thread on Twitter, some people saying, look at Sonny's ankles, they're all taped up. He's playing through this kind of pain and suffering. And other people are like, all players t- like tape up their ankles. What are you talking about, you melt? Um, so... But I think it's probably somewhere in between, right? I think we know he's he's been carrying a little bit of a knock um, since... Who was it? They play was it um, in that pre-season... In, not a pre-season friendly, but in the international friendly. I can't remember. But he picked up a sort of injury there from that late tackle on his ankle. Um, so maybe he's still, still just wary of that. Um, but I do think he's, you know, he's getting on as well. He is getting on. Probably a, a mixture of it all. Pack schedule... Carrying a bit of a knock, getting on a bit. He just looks tired. He looks like he needs a rest. But he's flying halfway across the world to play in the Asia Cup. So, you know, is what it is. Everything I was saying at the top, you know, about players representing their country and everything. I mean, look, Sonny, you have captain your country and you have won an international tournament with them, right? Like, we'd be a little bit more annoyed of you. No, no, I'm not. I'm just joking. Just joking. Um, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss it. That's the thing. We are. Um, and I don't really want to think about that at the moment, if I'm brutally honest. Because, yeah, I don't really get I don't really get what we're going to do <laughs> um, with him not here. But I mean, we'll see. Brennan Johnson. I think he got an assist in there, didn't he? An assist for the third goal, I want to say, for Richarlison's goal, which was nice. I do think he was largely anonymous today. Is that harsh? Is that harsh? don't know. Tell me. Tell me. Um, I, I, but I do feel like, yeah, like I say, I do feel like he was he was largely anonymous. Um, he didn't do an awful lot. And I know it's one of these, he didn't do an awful lot aside for assist, a goal, which is his job. So... Right, completely take that on board. Um, but I just he just seems to be lacking in confidence a bit. This is what we sort of everyone's been saying. You know, we're not inside a player's head, but it feels like he's lacking in confidence a bit. And getting an assist today will probably give him a bit of that confidence back. And look, we sort of, we've spoken about like Sonny. Going off to the Asia Cup, Villiers going off injured. Brendan Johnson's going to play an important role, isn't he? So you know, let's just get behind him. Um, and yeah, hope he can con- main- not maintain, but you know, kick on from here. There we go. Oliver Skip. Uh, he he looked better. He looked actually better, funnily enough, um, alongside Hoybier. I think when he first came on, it looked like the game was passing him by. He looked a bit all over the shop. 
Um, I thought he was going to get sent off at one point. I'm not going to lie. Um, felt like he was a bit rash, a bit panicked in there, sort of stepping in for Sar. It felt like he wasn't really 100% sure of what it is that he was supposed to do. Very different type of player to Sar. I don't know if you can ask him to 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 do what Sar does. Um, and it showed, right? It showed that he, I think when we were trying to play a bit more progressively, if you like, he, he was sort of struggling a bit. Um, when Hoybier came on and it felt like there was a bit more structure there, if you like, um, it seemed to be that, okay, those two are there to sort of hold the midfield together. One of them can roam forwards as and when needed or just as naturally occurs. They can do that. Um, it felt like they were a bit more aware of what it is that they were supposed to be doing. It, it almost felt like Skip steps onto the pitch alongside Bentan Kearns, like, oh, you know, um, and he's got Bournemouth players running at him and everything. So, yeah, it was, again, like, uh, like as I was saying of Lacelso, a bit of a mixed bag for him, but I think he was, I think he was okay. Um, okay. Newman says, everyone at the pub in Memphis hates Skip. <laughs> He's a perfect depth player. Won't cause a fuss for not starting. Six out of ten when he plays, though. What more can you ask for? And I think that's the point I always sort of default back to, as you've said there, Newman, mate. Like, I I just think he is good, you know? And that's all right. It's okay to have some good players. Not everyone is going to be Rodrigo Bentancur. And we're seeing more of Skip because of, the injury suspensions and the like that we've picked up along this season. Um, whatever, you know, it's just, it's just the same old thing, same time after time on skip really, isn't it? So whatever. Pierre Mahoybia, as I've said, and I, I don't say through gritted teeth. I, I do say earnestly, good performance when he came on. I have always maintained that he's better coming off the bench. He helps us sort of shore up a game, shore up a fixture. Um, and that's what he did today, but with a plum, a plum. Um, he was very, very good. Not only did he shore up the fixture, he actually provided the foothold for Spurs to go and get two more goals. Um, so, you know, credit where it's due. Fine, Pierre Mahoybier, you've won this round. I'm not going to bitch about you today. I even... 50s round of applause well done um robert says i can't hate skip agree um ben says one point behind the scum not too bad is it considering we've we've been down to the bare bones for seven weeks agree mate absolutely agree can't like can't argue with that it's what i was waffling on about at the start it's just it's beautiful it's be there's a beautiful beautiful symmetry to days like today it's like, do you know what it is? You know, like to to use another f- like fantasy football analogy. When you captain somebody and it's kind of worth double points. Arsenal losing when Spurs win is like a sort of captaining effect. It's it makes almost makes our win feel like two times. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just glorious. It's like it, look, it just brings this smile to my to my face already. I. Just that trollish satisfaction you get from thinking about how miserable 
they're all going to be right think about them think about them now right they were all probably half of them all the away lot they've all been on the tins all day and whatever else getting all kind of like fueled up to go to Fulham away think all right we'll dispatch this lot we'll see the Arsenal win away in Fulham we'll all be like nice and merry by that point and we'll crack on into the rest of the evening for New Year's Eve and we're gonna have a class one now now they're gonna have a shit evening and it's just true. It's just true. Any football fan knows it. Any football fan knows it. The, the, just how much it ruins. <laughs> ruins the rest of your day. Ruins your evening. Right? You can all go out now, Spurs fans. Go out and have a laugh. After you've, and I'm sure, up and down, up and down dance floors throughout the country, across, across the world, right? Wherever you are. People, when it gets to midnight, and I mean, I know midnight's already been for some people, so, you know, for this half of us, after you've had a few on the dance floor, just get a nice old round of do-do-do, shame about the Arsenal going. And I guarantee you, you'll see that one that one Spurs fan across the pub or the bar that'll be like, yeah, and you might make a friend for life, you know. You might also get a smack in the mouth, depending on what type of pub you're in. And who you're surrounded by. But, you know, it's the risk we take, isn't it? It's the risk we take. But uh, it's it's just glorious. It's lovely. A Tottenham win and an Arsenal defeat. Hang on. Tottenham win and an Arsenal defeat. All on the same day. <sighs> lovely, 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 lovely stuff. Have I missed anyone out? Yeah, have, have a night. Eric Dyer came on, 82nd minute. Um, I think he was fine, wasn't he? Although, as soon as he came on, Alex Scott did score. <laughs> so, I don't know how much that's his fault or not. I can't really remember. Alex Scott, by the way, you little rat. I don't need all this. My family are all Spurs. I'm a Spurs fan of my whole life. They fucking miss it, right? All this, you know, when all the commentators were saying all this, like, oh, he'll, he'll love this. Coming back to Tottenham, his boyhood club. I don't think he's ever played for us, but, you know, he's always loved Spurs. I think he's, where's he from? Guernsey, Jersey? One of the two, isn't he? Isle of Man, maybe. Um, apparently a boyhood Spurs fan. And they were saying, oh, how, how nice would it be for him to get a goal today? Why? Why does he want to score against Spurs? Like, you know, I'm still, at, at 38 years old, I'm still holding out hope that maybe I can make my debut in the Premier League at some point, you know? Still reckon I've got a good five years left of me. Um, and if I if I was coming on for you know let me if I was to be kind of modest about who might sign me and play me, if I was coming on for Wolves, say right, Wolves at White Hart Lane against Tottenham, I'd just have a stinker. You know, I don't all this bollocks about uh, they're not really fans anymore when they become play. <sighs> Never leaves you, does it? Never leaves you at all. This doesn't seem to leave any of the fucking players that used to support Arsenal when they were growing up. None of them. It doesn't matter who they're playing for. They can't help themselves going on about Arsenal, especially when they score one against us or want to play like fucking two times as well as they normally do when they're playing against us. Um, but all we get is people that are supposed to be Spurs fans scoring goals and wanting to score goals against us. Can you all just leave us alone? What have we done to hurt you all? I mean, we all know. We've all been hurt by Spurs, haven't we? That's what it is, isn't it? Shit. Answered my own question there. That's what Scott's doing. Scott is taking out all that. How old is he? 
Was he old enough to have seen things like Sol Campbell going to Arsenal? Maybe not. Probably not old enough to remember that, actually. But I'm sure there's much misery that he's experienced as a Spurs fan that he's thinking, fuck you lot. I've had to support you and you've put me through all this and you didn't even sign me. You didn't even try to sign me. You needed a player like me and you didn't even try. Fair enough. He looks class though, doesn't he? He look. He actually looks like the real deal. Um, and ever, so many people, so many people involved in like youth football and stuff were all saying how much of a ball we dropped not signing him. Because um, he's going to cost an absolute mint from Bournemouth now, isn't he? Um, good player, but still, little rat scoring against Tottenham. What are you doing, fella? Have a word with yourself. Have a word. I hope, I hope his dad has a go at him. Um, don't I missed that Richarlison? I started talking about subs before Richarlison. Good, okay today. Nice goal. He frustrates me a little bit. <laughs> so I just don't think he reads the game very well. I don't think his positioning is particularly great a lot of the time. But he tries, fine. Um, and good goal. Rich vein of form. Five and five for Richarlison now. So fair play to him. And uh, Newcastle. Newcastle play tomorrow, I think. So I have to see how many Callum Wilson scores then. Um, But there you go. Who else came on? Brian Hill. How did he miss that? How did he miss that? I don't get it. How? It's It's harder to... And I say this. Last time I said one of these things on here, somebody was like, oh, and you would know how hard or easy it is to do something on a football pitch. Didn't really need to read it in that voice, did I? But I get the point. It's fair enough. You know, podcast man tells Premier League footballer how to do his job. But, you know, look, we can all say this shit. Come on. We've all played five a side, right? You know, <laughs> like, how did he miss that? How did he hit the crossbar from there? Um, and Adam Nathan on Twitter I remember his prediction. I can't remember who it was we were playing. One of those like dog muck Europa Conference games when Brian Hill first signed. And he had a really, really good game. I don't know if any of you remember. He had a really good game. But he fluffed like every time he got in front of goal. And he had like, in this game in particular, he had like three, four golden opportunities to score. And he kept on fluffing these opportunities. But played well otherwise. And I remember on that evening, Adam Nathan said... Uh, He's never going to score for Spurs. At least that's what I thought he said. He's yeah. He it feels like one of those players that's never going to score for Spurs. Um, and it, you do get that feeling. I, I asked Adam about that during the game. And he said it, he actually said he doesn't. He won't ever score more than five goals to Spurs, which seems very kind right now, doesn't it? Um, I do think I do think Hills. You know, I think he's okay. We're going to need him. So is what it is, isn't it? Um, does he have a long term future at Tottenham? Probably not, right? It's kind of starting to... I don't... Maybe even it's a little bit hasty now, but it, it kind of feels like just the way his career's been, the back fourth going out on loan. How old is he? Let's see how old he is. <laughs> he's 22 years... <laughs> he's 22 years old, to be fair to him, actually. Fuck it. He's got plenty of time. He's got plenty of time to come good. I th- Honestly, I thought Brian Hill was about 24, 25. He's 22, right? He's fine. It's, it's given, we, he, he, we can give him more of a chance than that. I'm not going to write off his Tottenham career right now. Um, 
It's fine, isn't it? It's fine. But look, we're back there. We're back where we started. In the, it's Tottenham three, Bournemouth one. Beautiful win. Um, which puts us where does that put us in the table now? That puts us fifth, one point behind the us. Fucking Man City, man. <laughs> a game in like for all this, they're just such a they're just um, a horror like. They're like the fucking T-1000, aren't they? Terminator 2. They just never stop, ever. We've all been focused... Everyone's been focusing on about, ah, they're not going to do it this year. Their heads aren't in the game properly. They're third. Third with a game in hand. Not on Liverpool, admittedly. But a game in hand on Aston Villa. They're just just obscene, aren't they? Um, But Arsenal. One point above Tottenham. Bit of a better goal difference, but still. Halfway through the season, sitting in fifth place, 39 points. Considering there was, there was even a little inkling for me at the start of this season, Harry Kane going, and unproven in the Premiership. Premiership, fucking hell, showing my age now. Premier League, Ange Postacoglu. Was that a bit of worry of me of like, if this doesn't go right, right? This, this could go one or two ways. Can maybe go into what we're seeing now, or this could be horrible. Like we could end up, and especially like when we were conceding, you know, a fair few goals in pre-season and all that type of thing. At least goals in a certain way. And we were hearing about how Ange plays this expansive style. It was just that little bit of me thinking, could this be a bit Aussie Ardiles? I don't know. Um, no pun intended. And it hasn't been. We've been brilliant. We've ridden and are still riding the injury and suspension storm and we're looking pretty bloody good for it like I, I do think some of the starting 11s we fielded in the past few weeks have no right to be sitting fifth place in the in the Premier League they don't but here we are and you have to say that is probably most likely almost definitely down to the work and brilliance of Ange Postacoglu. So, it's going to be an exciting second half of the season, isn't it? I think it is. Nice to win the FA Cup, although, is it just me that feels that we could just get done by Burnley, annoyingly? <laughs> like, in the Cup, That I mean, that can happen. That is an actual, you know, possibility. I'd like it not to be. I would like us to win the FA Cup, actually. I'd like us to win the double. That too much to ask for. But I just say this now. We're not out of it. Right? We're not out of it. I was thinking, do you know what? If I was thinking today, if we lost today, if we lost to Bournemouth, I was like, that's it. We're like like fully out of it. We're back to like now like scrabbling with West Ham, Man United, Brighton, Newcastle. Probably Chelsea, who I think are starting to look a bit better. But still, right now, I think we can still look up. I do think we can. Um, Got that nice little cushion there. Got some good big players to come back. There's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to look forward to. Um, Hopefully, we'll be signing a few players in the next couple of days as well. Seems to it feels like it's it's going that way. It feels like it might be one of those windows where we just get business done nice and early. But look, we'll save that for another day. Um, for now, 
thank you everybody for joining in um thanks for sort of listening watching everything across this year um for getting involved for putting up with my incessant prattling um be it here or on twitter or wherever um if you think it's bad spare a thought for charlotte who has to live with me um but yeah thanks thanks for the support if uh if you are interested do have a patreon patreon.com slash rtr pods fine great um but if not don't worry about it just share the pods leave a rating leave a review if you're on youtube like and subscribe all that type of thing um have a happy new year have a healthy and a happy 2024 if it's been a shit year for you 2023 let's try just in a kind of you know in a twee instagram meme let's leave that year behind us and look to the future it's going to be a good one hopefully for all of you hopefully for tottenham hotspur for all of us happy new year much love come on you spurs up the spurs 